0: Welcome in the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Curran, certified G, bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. In this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. We are getting ready to give you the Super Bowl props that you've all been waiting for, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, man! The people in the room, how you
1: doing, G Money? Tanner, I'm doing very well. Doing very well. The Super Bowl weekend is almost here, and you will be happy to know that I officially placed my Super Bowl bet yesterday. I know we gave out our picks on Monday, so I went ahead. I made the plunge, submitted it on Tuesday. Unfortunately, I was not one of those uh, however many, like probably 50 people. They got the Chiefs for plus three in the first 15 seconds before the lines moved, but Weighed the, uh, weighed the options, ultimately went through with the Chiefs' money line. So I am officially invested in Kansas City. I am one of you until Sunday evening.
0: Are you worried about this one? I know you said it was going to be a heftier bet for you.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, I didn't break the bank, obviously. Uh, get responsible gambling to everybody out there. Just because you're doing well um, with something, or maybe because it's the final football game of the year, doesn't mean you have to go heavy in it. I went heavy because I firmly believe in the Chiefs. Um, but no, I'm I'm not any more worried than I would be otherwise. You know, if I wasn't confident, then I wouldn't have placed that uh the size that I did.
0: Hey, shout out responsible gaming. No free shout outs, but shout out responsible gaming. Um, yeah, I have so I have not placed any Super Bowl bet yet. I do have the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl for plus four fifty that I placed. Before the conference championship game, so I went pretty hefty on that. Um, so that if I if I if I end up betting the Chiefs, like I'm not going to bet Chiefs money line because I have that. So I'm not going to additionally go in on the Chiefs. Um, but with that being said, I will probably go pretty heavy into the props, and that's what we're talking about today. But before we get into that, make sure you like the page, share, subscribe, follow, do it all, guys. Let's take this show to the moon here at Ride the Line and Grant. You got some articles on the site. Why don't you talk about those because the people need the written content too.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've got all the NFL stuff you could possibly ask for us to go on over and check that out before kickoff in the big game. But, Tanner, you know, I didn't even tell you this, so I appreciate the the opportunity to plug my stuff. I am hitting... At 61 and a half percent against the spread during the NBA season with my daily write-ups Monday through Friday got like three or four days in a row, right? I'm I'm honestly like I'm just crushing. No way around it. I'm absolutely crushing. So if you guys want to see what I'm betting on in the NBA world, go on over to WSN.com and you'll find it right there.
0: There you go. What up, Grant? What up, Grant? No. <laughs> Free shout shout-outs, but shout-out Grant on the NBA picks. I got some college basketball stuff on there occasionally, guys, so make sure you check all that. And we have a ton of other great writers, so get down in the comments section, the links below, and check out WSN.com. But it's prop time here, Grant. So we talked about the full game. If you missed that one, check it out. It was from Monday's episode. We gave our picks for the spread, money line and total. We're both on the Chiefs. We're both on the under, um, so keep an eye on that. But, Grant, why don't you start us off with the prop here?
1: So I've got, I've honestly got a lot written down. Um, I'm happy to just bounce around, talk about some different ones from some different markets. And I want to start off in a market that many people probably don't even know exists. It's no score in the first six minutes. So a team to score uh, with less than nine minutes on the clock in the first quarter. This hit in six of the last seven Super Bowls in 15 of all 20 Chiefs games and in three of the Niners' last four games, um, including, I believe, the NFC Championship game. The reason that I really like this is obviously the trends. It's also the Super Bowl, so teams are going to start conservatively. They don't want to be taking these deep shots down the field. They don't want to put the ball in harm's way too much. Both teams are top 10 in average time of possession, which means longer sustained drives. But both defenses are in the top three in points allowed, so that also means fewer points scored. All of that together. I feel like that's a really solid prop to uh to get the Sunday going.
0: How'd you even find this one? I have not seen that in the books. And there's keep in mind, there's so many props on these sports books right now. Like you need to you could spend two hours looking through them and you're not going to find them all.
1: Yeah, I I honestly, I'm trying to remember where this one's from. I I wish I could tell you, maybe bet MGM. I don't know. I remember seeing it, I believe, on two sports books, but all the other ones I checked didn't have it. So you're going to have to search around for it. But yeah, it, it just seemed really interesting to me. So I went over and I just did some quick research and I was able to find that it's been a consistent moneymaker recently.
0: Yeah, and you're on the under as well. So this definitely plays into the under as like a little side bet for it.
1: Yeah, 100 percent Everything goes together. And I actually you know what, Tanner? I'm actually gonna jump your line, jump you in line too, because I also like the first half under while we're talking about unders. Um, the Chiefs averaged 10 first half points in their three Super Bowls, and the Niners only scored seven points in their two playoff games this season. So again, that's another way to uh you know skin. They say there's many ways to skin a cat. Well, you can skin the under in a bunch of different ways here.
0: Yeah, I like that. I'm on the under in every aspect. I know there's a ton of money coming out on the over. We're going against it, but we are on the public side when it comes to the Chiefs. But my first prop in this game, I'm going with a player prop. Isaiah Pacheco over 15 and a half for his longest rush. The Chiefs have committed to the ground game in the playoffs. They really haven't like consistently succeeded on every snap, but they've had those back-breaking carries from Isaiah Pacheco, and he's been crushing it. Um, It was clear against the Ravens. carried the ball 24 times, 68 yards. Really was not great yards per carry there, but he's still – Um, received 24 attempts. They didn't go against him. Um, And on top of that, too, he's been ripping off these big carries against the Bills. He had a 29-yard carry in the two games before that. He had a 23-yard carry against the Dolphins and a 37-yard carry against the Bengals. And when you look at San Francisco on the ground, they, they're not the best, according to coldheartfootballfacts.com. That's the area to attack them. 13th in defensive rusher rating, 14th in defensive hog index. In the divisional round, we saw Aaron Jones have a 53-yard run against them in the NFC Championship. David Montgomery had a 16-yard run. We know Jamison Williams went for 42 yards. So there are holes on the ground right now for this team, and I think the Chiefs have the offensive line to exploit them.
1: I think this is an awesome pick. I was really heavily considering putting this in my picks as well. This is the most committed to the run that the Chiefs have been throughout their dynasty years. And you know what? Pacheco is starting to, he's really impressive. He's really impressive as a back. You know, not a top five back in anything or like that. But as far as what he gives you and when he's asked to produce, the guy just keeps getting better and he's filling his role better than I think anybody could have possibly imagined. So yeah, I love this.
0: He's a really hard runner. That's the biggest thing about him. Like he's not. He's not going to go for 100 yards. So that's why people like taking Pacheco to win MVP in this game. He's rarely gone for 100 yards this season. So if he doesn't go for 100 yards, he's not winning MVP over Patrick Mahomes if the Chiefs get the job done. But he is getting those big back-breaking carries late in games to just run out the clock and finish teams off. So that's a reason to go with this prop. I think the Chiefs will have the ball late with the lead. They're going to have to run it. Um, Whether they can close out the clock or not, I think Pacheco rips off a big game.
1: I agree with you. I'm going to take it to another running back prop, Christian McCaffrey under 18 and a half rushing attempts. Now he ran 20 times in the NFC championship game, but he actually went under this line six straight times before that. He went under this total in 11 of 18 games in the regular and postseason combined this season. And when I think about what the Chiefs have been so successful at in the playoffs, it's been forcing opponents to play styles of games they don't want to play. We talked about it on Monday, but when they met the Dolphins, Tua, who averaged 8.3 yards per attempt during the regular season, only averaged 5.1 yards per attempt. Then they go to the next round. Josh Allen didn't complete a pass beyond 15 yards. And in the AFC Championship, the Ravens' running backs who led the league in rushing yards only carried the ball 6 times. So, do I believe the Niners are going to try to stay committed to the ground game? Yeah, of course I do. That's that's the basis of their team. But McCaffrey isn't running the ball just as much as you might think and you know what I think Steve Spagnola is going to really sell out and try to uh seal that off and maybe that just leads to more screens and swing passes and things like that but the bottom line is I think they're going to try to force the ball out of McCaffrey's hands
0: so I have no lean on the Chris McCaffrey's attempts here but I am on another Christian McCaffrey prop I think he's going to have a pretty good game do you think he's going to have an impactful game
1: uh, if I was looking to him, I'd be looking to him probably more as a receiver or maybe a, r- a rushing receiving combined just because he's such a big dual threat guy. I, I, like I said, I I think the Chiefs would be willing to give up some of the passing plays if it means they can slow down McCaffrey. I think they would rather it be Brock Purdy goes out and wins the game than McCaffrey.
0: Yeah, you don't want to get beat by McCaffrey in this one. You want Brock Purdy to beat you. If uh, you're going to lose somebody here, but I am going to be on a CMC prop here over 130 and a half rushing plus receiving yards. I mean, CMC The bottom line is whether he gets stuffed or not, he's very similar to Pacheco, except, you know, he's a much more, he's a better back, but like he's had those big explosive carries late in games. We saw it last week in the NFC championship, ripped off one late. That got him over his rushing total. That made it look like he had a very good game rushing the uh, running football, but he really didn't overall. He wasn't super effective on the ground until that late carry. Um, And he's always effective as a receiver when he's not running the ball well because he's a big safety valve. Uh, for Brock Purdy out of the backfield, he's used uh, when he's in the slot, like they split him out all the time. So they just use him in so many ways. And whether the Chiefs shut him down or not or attempt to shut him down, he's still going to make plays. And Kyle Shanahan is not going to stop forcing the ball his way. Like You look at the stat sheet this year for Christian McCaffrey. There are very few games where he didn't make a meaningful impact on it, whether it's through the run game or the uh, in the passing game. And the combination of the two here gives me confidence he's going over just because he's going to find a way to make big plays in one side. And then the other side, he's probably going to rip off one or two that are going to make a meaningful impact to get him over this line.
1: Yeah, despite what I was saying about him going under on the attempts, you know, his line's at 18 and a half. That doesn't mean I think he's going to get 11. You know, I could see him getting 15, 16, 17, maybe even 18. Um, and that's more than enough volume for, her to, for him to deal some damage. And especially when you think about late in the game, we both like the Chiefs. So maybe the Niners are desperately trying to move the ball at the end of the game. They throw some checkdowns to him like that. That's pretty much a free 10 receiving yards every time he gets it. So I could see him go over, no doubt. Definitely. All right, Grant, give me another one. All right, I've got uh, I've got two more. I'll, one's like the all-time lock. I'm sure you'll agree with it, so I'll give you the other one first. I'm looking at Brock Purdy over 0.5 interceptions. Now, the line on this one has actually moved quite drastically. I got it at minus 105. I saw it from minus 125 earlier. I don't know if I would be betting it in that minus 130-ish range, um, but if it creeps back down to that – Just about plus money um, or even money. I'll be taking it there. Purdy played two top five passing defenses all season. He threw five interceptions against them. He had one against the Browns and four against the Ravens. Obviously, that means at least one interception in both those situations. He's about to face the Chiefs, who we know have a truly outstanding defense. And despite Kansas City failing to force a bunch of turnovers in the regular season, they picked off two of the three quarterbacks they faced in the playoffs Uh, That being Tua and Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen was the only one to play a clean game, weirdly, because he was first no second in interceptions during the regular season the Chiefs also create a lot of pressure they force the second most sacks maybe they're going to speed up Purdy and force him to go through his progressions a little quicker than he wants and we've seen some of his interceptions I think it was it was the Detroit game where he tried to step up into the pocket when he really didn't have the lane he tries to throw the ball he gets his arm bat as he uh, throws it and it gets intercepted by a Detroit linebacker so I could see something like that unfolding on Sunday
0: I do like the Purdy uh, interception play. I would play that. I think it's good at minus 130. We saw so many times this year where he doesn't throw an interception, but it hits off the hands of the defender. So, as long as the Chiefs can catch the football, I think he's going over his interception line. I'm also on a Purdy prop here. This will be my last one. I have Brock Purdy under 12 and a half rushing yards. So, this could be a sharp play, Grant. This could be the, based the public on
1: what he loves the over on this one. I think this is the most bet prop of the week, the over.
0: This could be a pretty sharp play because what the public doesn't know is what he did last week against the Detroit Lions or two weeks ago is not what he usually does when it comes to running the football. Um, Broke the back of the Lions last week, five carries, 48 yards. Week before, he had six runs for 14 yards, but just not what he has done. He was 12-4 and to the under on the line in the regular season, and the Chiefs put on a masterclass defending Lamar Jackson last week running the football. I know Lamar went well over this line. Obviously, this wasn't his line, but he went under his. Is um, his line, and if you can defend Lamar Jackson, you can defend Brock Purdy, and don't think Steve Spagnola is going to forget about Purdy's legs. What Purdy did last week and there two weeks ago in the NFC championship is only going to make Spagnuolo focus on him more because that broke the lions down the stretch and he doesn't want to be in that situation. So I think we might see a spy on Brock Purdy. We're going to see a conscious effort to shut down his legs. And also too, I think from the perspective of the 49ers, they want to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey early in this football game. They don't want Brock Purdy to be sitting back in the pocket, scan the field, looking down um, for vertical receivers. They want to run the football and keep the ball really out of Brock Purdy's hands. I think in like big time clutch situations as long as they can do it, and that's going to lead to him not sitting in the pocket getting ready to uh, take off for a scramble.
1: My only concern, again, would be like last drive, last two drives of the game, got to make a play, something like that. But I agree. I thought Aaron Glenn, the Lions DC, made some mistakes in that game. I thought they were – after you saw maybe one or two times that Purdy was willing to scramble, and when they were giving you those looks, uh, them being the Niners, I feel like you had to have a spy up, or at least you had to have some sort of – you know. keep contain I mean you always try to keep contain but they had to, have to show some awareness to the fact that Purdy might tuck and run and they just didn't do that I don't think Spagnuolo is going to be that ignorant and I think he will adjust so I agree with you I think you're going to see that part of the Chiefs defensive game plan
0: yeah it's also tough too in the sense of you know he could hit this in one carry realistically if he gets it takes off pretty pretty easily but at the same time too in this regular season he was 12 and 4 to the under so you got to stick with what the trends say so.
1: Yeah. And it's also important to remember pretty much, you know, I don't want to group everybody in there, but most people, when they bet props, it's always the over. It's always the over. It's very rarely the under. So under on props, most of the time, honestly, is just a sharp play in and of itself. Doesn't always hit, but it's important to remember that just because a lot of people are on the over doesn't mean it's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Unless last year, there were no sharp unders last year. There were a lot of sharp overs.
1: Yeah, that's true. Taylor, my final prop, and it sounds like the final prop of the show here, um, and I feel like this is one that it's going to be hard to disagree with Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown, plus 100, the best odds of the major sports books. Scored 18 touchdowns in 17 postseason games with Mahomes. Scored uh, two touchdowns at least one. No, sorry. Let me back up. Scored one touchdown in two of the three Super Bowls he played in. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. He scored three touchdowns in the last two weeks, and he leads the Chiefs in all postseason receiving categories. Targets, receptions, receiving yards, touchdowns. like We know this is the biggest game of the year. Kelsey has been getting better in the playoffs wasn't great to finish the regular season but been awesome the last few weeks Mahomes is going to look his way at the goal line we, we know that there's really no way around it um, we've seen him get involved whether it's been the deep shot whether it's his typical underneath stuff we've seen them throw it to him on like a little screen they're gonna find a way to get him the ball near the goal line honestly he might run it he might take it on a jet sweeper direct snap all I know is he's getting in the end zone if the Chiefs are gonna win this game
0: Kelsey's going over everything Every single Kelsey prop take the over. I I don't see him going under anywhere, I think. Especially if, if the Chiefs don't win the game and he goes under, that makes sense. But if the Chiefs win or even are competitive in this game, he is making play after play after play. And he's going over on the receiving yards, over on the receptions, and find his way to score.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Fred Warner, awesome, probably the best middle linebacker in the league, excellent in coverage, but Kyle Hamilton, maybe the best safety. He was largely matched up with Kelsey last week or two weeks ago, and that didn't matter either. You can't slow this guy down, and it's not going to happen in the biggest game of the season.
0: No, everyone was making the case the Ravens were going to dominate the Chiefs, and Kyle Hamilton was going to shut down Travis Kelsey. Didn't do any of it. Travis Kelsey is still a beast. He's still able to get open against the best linebackers, and he can make contested catches too. So, um, and Mahomes is still going to look for him. Like that's what when when the pocket breaks down, Mahomes' first eye is to him. It's not to anyone else.
1: Yep, one hundred percent, Tanner. I, you know, I know we threw a lot of props at you guys, but these are some good ones. It's tough to predict everything right. Don't take all these and throw them in a parlay. Although I would be interested to see what the odds of that were. Um, but yeah, let us know what you guys are looking at going into this weekend. And we mentioned it on Monday show. Friday, we're also going to talk props, but they're going to be a little on the goofier side. Maybe, maybe some Gatorade colors, some national anthem over under stuff like that.
0: Yeah, stuff that you can only bet on Bovada. Pretty much, Um, but some depends on some of the states, like some like some states have Gatorade color. Some states have most states, I think, have had heads, tails, but like Bovada, you can literally bet on if Taylor Swift is going to show cleavage or not.
1: Yeah, I've seen some crazy ones. I've seen if there's going to be more or less than 18,000 hot dogs sold, if the price of Bitcoin will go up or down during the game, um, if Reuben McIntyre will say the word brave for more or less than three and a half seconds during the national anthem, if Taylor Swift's plane lands before or after 8 p.m. local time, there's basically anything you could possibly think of. They've got betting odds for it.
0: Yeah, Ontario, you can bet on a lot. Like the legals in Ontario, like the DraftKings and the FanDuel, like they let them go nuts there.
1: Yeah, i i I've been uh, I've been looking at those lines. I've been a little. This is one of those situations. I'm a little envious of our friends north of the border. I don't
0: want to go to Canada. That was Ride The line, the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. Grant, take us out of here.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. This was our Super Bowl prop show. Make sure that you are locked back in. Subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out when we post. We will see you all on the Friday episode of Ride the Line.